Chapter Nine of the Inner Chamber and the Inner Life by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. Doing and knowing, but Jesus said, "Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it." Luke chapter two verse twenty-eight. If any man willeth to do his will, he shall know. John chapter seven verse seventeen. Some time ago I received a letter from one who was evidently an earnest Christian, asking me for some hints to help him in Bible study. My first thought was to answer that there are so many addresses and booklets on the subject that he would find all I could say better said already. After a little while, certain experiences in my own immediate circle made me feel how needful instruction was on this all-important subject and I found there were points to which it appeared desirable that special prominence should be given. I take up my pen with the earnest prayer and hope that what I write may be from God, the fountain of light and life, to help his young children to see how they may draw from his precious word all that divine instruction and nourishment, all that abundant joy and strength which he has there laid up for them. I suppose myself addressing a young Christian who has said to me, Help me to study my Bible. Give me some rules to guide me as to how to begin and how to go on, so that I may know my Bible well. The very first thing I have to say to him, the thing that comes before all else, is this. In your Bible study everything will depend upon the spirit in which you come to it, upon the object or end which you propose to yourself. In worldly things a man is ruled and urged on by the end or aim he sets before himself. It is not otherwise with the Bible. If your aim be simply to know the Bible well, you will be disappointed. If you think that the thorough knowledge of the Bible will necessarily be a blessing, you are mistaken. To some it is a curse. To others it is powerless. It does not make them either holy or happy. To some it is a burden, it depresses them instead of quickening them or lifting them up. And what ought then to be the aim or end, the real disposition of the Bible student? God's word is food, bread from heaven. The first need for Bible study is a great hunger after righteousness, a great desire to do all God's will. The Bible is a light. The first condition to its enjoyment is a hearty longing to walk in God's ways. Is not this what the texts I have placed above teach us? Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. There is no blessedness in hearing or knowing God's word apart from keeping it. The word is nothing if it be not kept, obeyed, done. If any man willeth to do his will, he shall know. According to this saying of our Lord, all true knowledge of God's word depends on there being first the will to do it. Is not this the very lesson we are enforcing? God will refuse to unlock the real meaning and blessing of his word to any but those whose will is definitely set upon doing it. I must read my Bible with one purpose. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Why this should be so is easily ascertained when we think of what words are meant for. They stand between the will and the deed. A man wills to do something for you. 
before he does it he expresses his thought or purpose in words then he fulfils the words by doing what he has promised even so with god his words have their value from what he does in creation his word was with power he spake and it was done in grace he does what he says david prays second samuel chapter seven verse twenty five do as thou hast spoken solomon says at the consecration of the temple who hath with his hand fulfilled that which he spake with his mouth who hath performed his word that he spake who hast kept that which thou didst promise who spake it with thy mouth and hast fulfilled with thy hand let thy word be verified which thou hast spoken second chronicles chapter six verses four ten fifteen and sixteen in the prophets god says i the lord have spoken it i will do it and they say what thou hast spoken is done the truth and the worth of what god promises consists in this that he does it his word of promise is meant to be done this is no less true of his word of command of things which he meant us to do if we do not do them if we seek to know them if we admire their beauty and praise their wisdom but do not do them we delude ourselves they are meant to be done it is only as we do them that their real meaning and blessing can be unfolded to us it is only as we do them that we really can grow in the divine life walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing bearing fruit unto every good work this first then and increasing in the knowledge of god it is only when we approach god's words with the same object which god had in view that they should be done that we can have any hope of blessing is this not what we see all around us in the pursuit of knowledge or in any branch of trade the apprentice or pupil is expected to put the lessons he receives into practice only then is he prepared for further teaching and even so in the christian life bible study is mere theory a pleasing exercise of mind and imagination worth little or nothing for a life of true holiness or christlikeness until the student be ready never to open or close his bible without making god's purpose his very own and hearkening when he says do all that i speak this was the mark of the saints of old so abram went as the lord had spoken to him as the lord had commanded moses so did he is the description of the man who as a servant was faithful in all his house and of david we read i have found a man after my own heart who shall do all my will in psalm 119 we hear him speaking with god about his word and praying for divine light and teaching but ever accompanied by the vow of obedience or some other expression of love and delight it is the doing of god's will that even with god's own son is the one secret of entrance into the favour and the mind of god i have just been reading mr moody's new book pleasure and profit in bible study i doubt not but many will avail themselves of the suggestions it contains they will think rightly what has helped a man like mr moody can help me too and yet they may be disappointed they must be unless they bring to the bible what mr moody brought an honest desire to do whatever he saw god wanted him to do 
young christian i beseech you by the mercies of god when you ask god to lead you into the treasures of his word into the palace where christ dwells do it as one who presents himself a living sacrifice ready to do whatever god shall speak do not think this a matter of course it is of deeper importance than you know this is more frequently absent from bible study than you think seek for it with deep humility the first need for enjoying your food is hunger the first requirement for the bible study is a simple determined longing to find out what god wants you to do and a dead in earnest resolve to do it if any man willeth to do his will he shall know of the teaching to him the word of god will be opened up end of chapter nine